Marchetti. Welcome to the Inspired Podcast. I am a wife, mom, educator, lawyer, and coach. I want to be a friend and mentor that can walk with you on your motherhood journey. I believe the most important thing we can do for our children is to live a life filled with joy, authenticity, empowerment, fun, and purpose. I spend so many hours reading, coaching, studying, learning, and listening. I want to show you what has been helpful for me and for my guests. We will talk about real tools for everything, from feeling good enough, to parenting, to how to finally reach your goals, how to find fulfillment, how to stay motivated, how to feel more confident, build healthy habits, and so much more. I believe that with the right tools, we each can create a beautiful life. This isn't just a podcast. This is a community, and I'm so excited you're here. Free worksheets or guides will be available for this podcast. Subscribe and follow this podcast so you don't miss out. For access to the free worksheets, click the link in the show notes below. Remember, I believe in you and in your ability to create a beautiful life. Ready, set, let's get inspired. Hey friends, it's Allison. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. You guys, you are going to love my guest. She is amazing. She is vulnerable. She is honest. She is so inspiring. She's just like you and me. She's a midlife mom. Two years ago, she decided to start this business that's making such a positive impact in our communities. And we talk about everything. We talk about mom guilt. We talk about our kids. We talk about, I talk about my mom at one point. We talk about her business and how she just kept leaning in to what felt aligned and what felt good and what came out of that. It's such a good episode. There are so many takeaways from it. And I'm really, really excited for you guys to hear it. Full disclosure, you know, I always try to keep it real with you. This is not a perfect episode, okay? This is a real episode. It's unfiltered. You're going to hear my neighbor's lawnmower, which they decided to start cutting their grass. You're going to hear that in the background. You're also going to hear that we had some technical difficulties. This is the first time that I used a program that we were using to interview and the voices, my voice is maybe a little louder than hers. So you're going to hear that too. Nobody's perfect. My dogs, my golden doodles, I think that they may have barked during the episode too. I guess they wanted to be a part of it. So I just wanted to give you a heads up on that. I wanted to remind you, hopefully these things will remind you that nobody's perfect and to give all of us grace, including yourself. So I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. Let's dive in. Welcome. You guys are going to love our guest just as much as I do. She's kind, she's warm, she's generous, she's authentic, and she's a midlife mom of three girls, just like us. She's the owner and founder of a business that brings women and girls together and empowers them through creativity, which is something that's so needed in this world right now. It wasn't until midlife, two years ago, that she went for it and made her dream a reality to start this incredible business, and it's a huge success and it has positively impacted so many women and girls. She is incredible, and you guys are going to love her. 
This conversation is going to be so nourishing, authentic, and good. So let's welcome the owner and founder and this amazing person. Hi, Allison. This is Marcial. I am the owner of Backgirl & Co. It's a lifestyle studio in Le Mans. I have always been creative and I opened it, like you said, I opened it up two years ago just to offer a space, a physical space for girls and women um, to come in, try different creative outlets, be empowered by creativity, um, and do events. So what I love about it is that your whole program is centered around being creative. And I think that creativity takes a lot of courage. And I'm sure that you see, and I'd love for you to tell us about these, especially with girls. You know, I think that when they're younger, they're more free to be creative. And they don't really look over their shoulders as much, right? Like, what's she doing or what's she doing? But as they get older, they start losing some of that confidence. And they also start losing some of that courage to be creative. And then on top of it is women we lose that too. We often feel like, well, what's the right way? I need to follow it step by step instead of allowing ourselves to be creative because it can be scary, especially as we get older, right? Well, I can tell you that I purposely, um, if you come and take one of my classes, we don't have a bunch of samples of things specifically for that reason. Because when someone sees an example, especially as an adult, they look at it and even and even kids too, but not as much. Um, they'll look at it and they'll want to replicate it. And that's not the point of it. While I always think that what you get to take home is really just a bonus. The class, everything in that studio is really about you. It's about every one of those girls. It's about every one of those women. And having that experience where they created something with their and being able to see women, because all the time women are like, but I'm not creative. I'm not, which is my favorite thing to say or to hear, because then I get to say, yes, you are. You just don't know it yet. Or you just don't allow yourself to think that you are. And so my very favorite thing has always been the women that come in and say that they're not creative. Oh, this is going to be a mess. And then they love it. And they love it because they created it themselves. All of that, while it, it might not seem like a big deal, it really is. Because that project at the end, this is not a step one, step two, step three. Everybody gets the same thing. They really are creating this. And that feeling of empowerment from creating something with your own hands is so big. And it's so, and you can't really find it everywhere anymore unless you go looking for it i mean even in schools the first things to get cut now are art and music and things like that but that really it isn't just about being an artist it isn't just about that translates into so many different parts of your life especially now the culture that we're in where everything is supposed to look a certain way it is so important to remember that it doesn't have to and it shouldn't i love that and I think that you're right. I think that there are so few spaces where you can feel like it's okay to express yourself because that's like the unlock for so many people to say, you know what, I actually can do this. And it's okay if it's messy. And it's okay if it's not perfect because those yeah. are skills then that you can bring into the rest of your life. Because when you're right. being creative like that and you're allowing yourself to be creative like that, you're building confidence in yourself and making decisions. I feel like it's such a needed program and I love that you've created it. How did you come up with it? Like, what was the inspiration behind all of it? It is my life turned into a business. And it wasn't until a handful of years ago that I really started thinking about and thinking about my life 
as we do at midlife, right? We start thinking about our life and what what matters, what we would do differently, what we want to change, what we've done right. Um, I it was kind of like a, an awakening of understanding. I wasn't raised around a ton of um, encouragement. You know, I wasn't raised around a ton of you can do anything, you can do anything. That came from me thankfully. And the, the way that I was able to hang on to it was expressing it through creating things that that kept telling me, wait, I can't, oh, look at that. I can do it. I can do, you know, I tried this and I can do that. The girls or the women that don't have that and don't have anybody around them to tell them that they can, I thought, what if we do that? What if we, there is a space that tells you that you can, that you can try it. And you know, this is so good. This is so good. There's so much of it that's so, so good. What I hear you saying is that you had this dream, right? And you felt it and you maybe were afraid, but you wanted to go for it anyway because you wanted to put it out there and make a difference. And I think I'm such a firm believer that everybody has that. Everybody has this little whisper inside of themselves. And it, sometimes it hits often in midlife because you're yeah. looking around and your kids are more busy and you're like, what am I doing? Am I going to leave some sort of legacy? Do I want to lean more into purpose or meaning? What even is my meaning? I remember there was a time where I was like, what even is a hobby? Like, what are these things? You know? Yeah. And I think so many women feel that way and that you provide a space that they can kind of dip their toe back into that like what it feels like to feel good. It seems like you had this anchor of creativity throughout your life, which I love. And it seems like it brought you so much happiness, which everything that I've heard and read and researched, creativity does bring happiness. Like when you allow yourself to draw out of the lines, get messy, not do it perfect, not have it all figured out, that's when you are happier instead of feeling like you have to do everything perfect. So how did you, I want, because I think that a lot of people struggle with this, how did you find like the courage to be like, I'm going to do this because I know so many people who have these, I've heard from so many women who think, you know what, I'm going to start a bakery or I'm going to start all these little things they think they're going to start, but they don't. So how, how did you get the courage to be like, I'm doing. So right before I opened the studio, so right before I had the idea to open the studio, I actually had spent years. Um, I opened two businesses for someone else. So that was a big deal. It was like getting a business to master, honestly, like a master's degree in business, but hands-on. So that helped. And I think that all the time, even though, I mean, I'm so grateful for that opportunity because 100% it helped pave the path to where I was supposed to be. So getting to the point where I left that, it was the pandemic and, you know, pushed me to a crossroads like it did for a lot of people. And I, by the grace of God, there was this, the way the situation happened, it had kind of pushed me into really realizing that I have no idea what I'm going to do next, but I cannot be here anymore. And so I left that job having absolutely no idea what I was going to do. Um, but I, I promised myself that I would keep my mind and my heart open and it would come, which I know that, you know, from even just knowing you and your, you've talked about it on your podcast, 
manifesting and you know allowing yourself to be open that it's a real thing it isn't just you know sitting in in stillness is an actual thing it is an actual process and i can tell you that i make all my big decisions that way and that's what i did and literally one week to the day of my last day of that job I had this idea it came from a conversation that I had with somebody and it wasn't even anybody I knew, but she was friends with someone with the, one of the girls that had worked for me for years. And it really revolved around, you know, kind of being whatever I had done, you know, was inspiring or whatever it is. And I left there and I literally thought to myself, maybe that's it. Maybe that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe I'm supposed to be teaching other people how to do what I do because so many people think, oh, I can't do that or I can't do this or whatever, which isn't true. I've never believed that. Um, and so I started thinking, yeah, maybe I need to open a space where I can have something like this. And it just grew from there. And I, you know, from that moment, by the time I got home, my 15 ride minute ride home, I came home, I told my husband about it. And I don't always like share all my ideas because they're constant. So I told, I'm like, I have an idea. What do you think if I did this? And he said, yeah, I think that that's really good. And from that moment on, I mean, for the next two years, I was up before five o'clock every morning working on this. And that's where it started. I love it so much. I love that you are saying that you voluntarily were up at 5 a.m. because you were so excited about what was happening in your life. I see so many women that don't have that excitement, and I hope that they're hearing that when they lean in. Like, it wasn't like you went and got all these advanced degrees or you became an expert. Like, you just did a few really simple things, and sometimes we make things so much harder than they need to be. You got still. You looked at, what do I love? What mm-hmm. will excite me? What are What is my skill set? And then you talk to somebody about it to get even more clarity. And then you came back to yourself again, and then you just moved, right? Yeah. Like you didn't even allow yourself to get stuck in the, wait, but should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? You just pushed yeah. past all of that and you moved. And I love that you looked at your previous jobs as building blocks, because I always say that to women, you are getting paid essentially to get a free education, right? Like instead of getting a master's in business or something like that, you got hands-on experience that then you could use in all these different aspects of your life. Yeah. And you were so qualified at the point where you were like, I'm going to do this. I feel confident in myself that I'm going to do it. And the thing is too, there was no guarantee that it would succeed. I want everyone really to hear that too, right? There was no guarantee. There wasn't this perfect blueprint that it was all laid out for you you just kept taking the next step and the next step and the next step um but the honestly for me what I have found and and I do pass along this advice because I get asked a lot I get so many amazing women that come and say oh this is my dream I wish I could do something like this in my next life I would do something like this and I'm like you can and if you if there is something tugging at you do not ignore it. Do not ignore it because it's not going to go away. And this is what my oldest just turned 18 and she's a senior in high school. And this is the, this is the advice I give her when she's thinking about college or what to do after high school. Do not ignore what's pulling at you. 
God needed this to be there. And he, it was just me that happens to be lucky enough to be the one to bring it. Yeah. So, and you just kept leaning in. I feel like you just kept, because again, there were moments I'm sure along your journey where you were afraid, where you were second guessing yourself, where you had doubts, but you kept pushing past that and just kept taking these tiny steps forward. Yes. Yep. I agree. I did. Um, I went and spoke with a women's group at Mead Electric, and one of the women had asked me how I overcome imposter syndrome or how I over. And I said, I, I don't know that you do. I have it all the time. But what I do is I go back and I look and I remind myself of the reason that I am there. The reason that I am at this table is because I did all of these things. And sometimes, especially I feel like in our own life, when we're in it, you forget. Yes. You, know, you forget all of the things that you did that brought you here. I didn't wake up here. And as much as I always, I I'm believe that all of this, it's not about me. I do believe that this was something that was needed and I just get to be lucky. But that doesn't discount the work that I put into it. And I consciously have to remind myself that because, I mean, I I have to. I have to remember. Otherwise, then you become a martyr. And, you know, it's so easy to, to think, what am I doing? Well, I know what I'm doing because I've been doing this for years. And I did, I did that. I got that job because... I've done all of these other things and that speaks for itself, you know, and constantly having to reassure yourself. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I don't know. I mean, maybe some people overcome it. I don't, I can't see myself overcoming, especially when it's something that is such a, I mean, they're called dreams for a reason. They don't feel real. Sometimes they don't feel real. And so I have to doing, going back and looking at actual evidence of the reasons that I was able to build this, it helps make it real. I love that. I I love that. And I love, it's such a great tip that you just gave when you're feeling insecure, when you feel that imposter syndrome to go back and look at all of your wins, right? Actually get out a pen pen and paper and write down everything that you've won at, everything that you've done right at, everything that you've overcome that you've struggled with. When you're feeling that unsureness and then you remind yourself, because you're so right, so many of us don't see the amazingness that we are, the brilliance that we are, because we're just too close to it. We don't realize that we have all of these gifts. A lot of people too, they are stay-at-home moms, which I know some people like that term, some people don't. But even that, I think that you get so, so much from parenting too, right? You get learned so much from parenting. And I think a lot of times that's discounted too, but those skills are easily transferable into going after our dreams too. And the other thing I really want people to hear that I love that you're saying, just because you're doing what feels aligned, just because you're going for your dreams, just because you know, you're manifesting, like we said, and the universe has your back, doesn't mean that it's not going to be hard. Like you still got to put in the work, right? I think that's the biggest problem and the biggest misconception with manifesting is people think, I'm going to be still, I'm going to have this dream and it's just going to pop and I'm just going to, it's just going to happen for me. But I'm sure you have days, even though you love it and I see how lit up you are by what you're doing, that you don't feel like it. Yeah. Right? That's normal, oh right? All the, t- all the time. Mm-hmm. I would love to have <laughs> weekends off sometimes. Of course I would. 
it makes it worth it that I 1000% love what I do, but it is work. It is, you know, it, it's going short on sleep. It's missing my daughter's softball game. It's missing, you know, there's a price. We have to pay a price for everything. It's just choosing the choosing what's worth it, choosing what's worth having to pay a price for. And is that how, like, could you give some tips on how do you deal with mom guilt? Because I know that you have three girls. I think you said they were 12, 16, and 18. So they're in the middle of it, right? They're Mm -hmm. in the middle of everything. And that can be a really hard time for, like, the the mom and daughter relationships and all of it. So how do you manage, like, the mom guilt? Because I think so many people and so many in this community struggle with that on the daily, which, first of all, it's totally normal, right? to struggle with that but how do you come back to yourself and how do you deal with that I remind myself that I'm a person that I'm not just a mom I remind myself and I remind them honestly (laughs) sometimes I have to remind them I know wholeheartedly I do my best I know I do does not mean I don't fail it doesn't mean that my daughter went without lunch the other day after I told her I would drop that <laughs> off and I forgot. Um, it doesn't, but I can't. I know 100% that what I do comes from the right place. I know I have spent 18 and 16 and 12 years loving them really, really, really hard. And when I mess up, I say I'm sorry. And when I can't, make it to a game or a performance because I have to work or I don't have somebody else that can take it for me, I tell them, text me when you're done because I want to know. And I and I let them know that I'm not just putting it off to the side. It is a choice and it's not a choice I want to make, but it's a choice I have to make. And so when I can be there, I am there. And mom guilt all the time. But if I let myself get swallowed up by it, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. So I do remind myself. And at the end of the day, sadly, but truthfully, they're not going to need me forever. And then what? And then what? You know, I have to right now, this midlife thing, it's walking that line of you are still mom and they still do need you quite a bit, but you have to start taking care of you you have to start because that doesn't happen overnight they don't leave for college or move out and all you wake up and say okay now this is the new me you can't you have to balance them both simultaneously so that when they do leave you've already established something for yourself because you need it our life goes on right our life goes on after they don't need us on the everyday I love it doesn't everybody just love her? Like, she's so good. You're such a good mom. I feel like I started getting emotional because you're such a good mom. And we all make mistakes. We all we all mess up. We all make mistakes. We all drop the ball with things. And what you said is everything. You make amends and you apologize. We show our kids that we're not perfect and that it's okay to make mistakes. And then we apologize and we say we're sorry and we move on, Right. Yeah, that's huge. And I, I, I would love for you to speak on too that do you think having something that's just for yourself makes you a better mom? Because I see for me, 
I think that it does because it gives me something that's outside of like the family unit. Once they start naturally needing you less, pulling away a little bit, even if in this, in these tween years um, where they still need you more than they think they need to, um, they're going to pull away. It is so easy to take it personal. I mean, how do you not take it personal? Um, but having something for yourself helps then if in that then leads to other things with in yourself and you know your self-worth and your value I think and so it's not fair even to them it's not fair to put that much on them it is not fair it's not their fault they're they're living the life that we want them to live that's the whole point of having kids we love them and we guide them and you're supposed to lead them into leaving the nest and creating a life for themselves so when they're doing what we have raised them to do then to turn around and put that guilt on them it's not fair to them and it's not good for us so i have found having that having something that makes you feel good outside of being you know having great kids that feels great of course that's a great accomplishment um but having something that you just did it makes you a better mom i think it makes you a better partner it makes you a better friend and it makes you better for yourself you can sit by yourself better because you have something because all of your value and all of your worth isn't tied to these you know one two three five little people that eventually are not going to need you the same way it's so good what you're saying is so good it's like oxygen, right? To so many moms. It's so good. It's like this permission slip that you're giving everybody that you can be a mom and something else. Just because you're not there 24 seven for your kid doesn't mean you're a bad mom, right? Just because you're not there all the time trying to be there for them every minute and help them with everything doesn't mean that you're a bad mom. I mean, you know, I completely agree with you. I think that it's made me a better mom too. When you have something for yourself that's outside of the whole kid world, which I love my kids too. I have great kids. But when you have something for yourself, when it's outside of the whole kid world, you just feel more fulfilled. It reminds me of my mom. And as I got older, she didn't have something like that. And it was a different time then. You know, she did the very best that she could. It was a different time then. And people weren't, you know, entrepreneurs as much. And they didn't go for it. And women didn't have these opportunities. We're in such an incredible time, especially in midlife, where we have all of these resources. We have the ability to take these tiny steps to go for more fulfillment, find more meaning, go for our dreams. And I think a lot of times they didn't have that. And when you don't have that, it's really hard. And I saw how she struggled with it and it broke my heart. Like it is really, really hard when you don't have something like that. So I would, I would, I hope everybody hears what you're saying. And this is like a permission slip for them to say, I'm going to start that thing. I'm going to get still. I'm going to figure out what my next steps are. And I'm going to start that thing and not feel guilty about it. And can I, um, can I just add one other thing? Because you are um still and this is me you know you have to i always have to try to um make it make sense without feeling too guilty if you think about your own kids and your relationship with them it's not even just better for you it becomes you're not your relationship changes with your kids and i can tell you this now i have a little adult which is weird but um 
your relationship has to change with them if you want to continue to have a relationship with them. And so if you are always only mom, that's all you're going to be with them. That's the only relationship you're ever going to have. And that's not the only relationship I want to have. As my kids have gotten older, I love that we crack up together. I love that they have an interest in that. They'll tell me all the time that they're proud of me. And as much as if, it, as much as at first I was like, oh my gosh, that was unexpected. Now it that pat on the back from my own kids is great. I'm glad. Thank you for saying that to me. You know, for them to know that it's important that I see my mom doing something that I know I just watched her work really hard. It is important for me to tell her that's awesome. That was great. And we sit at the table and every every night we have dinner together. We always go around the table and do best and worst. And we, my husband and I, keep our best, we make our best and worst about our personal day. So the girls know about, so they get some insight about our personal day, about, you know, my husband, what went wrong at work that day. So they can have a conversation with him about that. So everything in our communication and our relationship with them isn't centered around us being mom and dad. It's we're, it, it's a reminder that we're people. It's a reminder that we're actual people. And as they become adults, as they keep going older, you have, my hope is to have this adult relationship with them. Of course, I'll always be my mom. Of course, I will always take care of you if you're 50 and not feeling well. But I'm also an adult. And you're going to be. And I want, I want that. I want it to nourish that relationship. And I think that that's how we get there. I think becoming your own person helps them see you differently as they get older and it it brings with it a different kind of respect completely agree with everything you're saying it's so good everything that you're saying the biggest things that i heard you say are we need to pivot with our kids right we can't be the same parent we were when they were three when they're seven and then when they're 10 and when they're you know 13 and when they're 16 and when they're 18. and the other thing is too you're showing your kids that you're a person that you're not just a mom, right? So you're actually a person and you have hard days and you have good days and it's okay to fail. It's okay to get back up again. It's okay to have hard days because everybody has them, right? Not everything is sunshine and rainbows and that's all okay. And the other thing that I love too is you are modeling for your girls what's possible and you're modeling for your girls to go for it, right? And to lean into your dreams and to make things happen and to make a difference in the community and still be a really great mom. Like it's not an either or, right? It can be an and. And I'm sure there's some days where you're like, I'm killing this. I'm doing amazing. Like I'm the, and I'm sure there's other days where you're just like, oh my gosh, like what, what is even, you know? hundred percent, hundred percent. And usually on the days I think I'm killing it, I find out later that I completely forgot to bring my kid her lunch. So. <laughs> She's like, really? Because I'm hungry. <laughs> That's so. hilarious. <laughs> I love it. I, I just love it. I feel like everything you're saying is just so needed. I think that so many moms need this stuff. I think that so many of us think that we're the only ones that feel these ways. And when we yeah. connect and when we open up, we realize that we're not. And we realize that all of this is normal and we're all going through the same things. Right? Yeah. I agree. And I think that that is exactly why podcasts like yours 
and people like you are so important. I think that it is so, it doesn't matter. I know rationally, I know I'm not the only one going through things. I know that moms struggle. I mean, we, it's put in our face all the time. If there's always someone saying, oh, mom, you know, whoever needs to hear this, we know. But when you're in it, it's very easy to isolate yourself. It's very easy to think everyone, someone else might be going through the same thing, but I'm sure they're dealing with it better than I am. I'm sure of it. It's very easy. So things like this are a reminder. And so I myself, I come to podcasts like yours. I come to, you know, on social media, I go to accounts that remind me that I'm, I'm all right. (laughs) You know, that that, that I'm okay. And today I always, one of the, one of the biggest things I always tell my girls, and I have it written actually on my desk is tomorrow will feel better. Yes. It always feels better in one way or another. And you can have a series of, you can have weeks and months of bad days, but in one way or another, it's something will feel better tomorrow. And that's, so when we do the best and worst at the table, I've had terrible days. My girls have had horrible days. And when they say, I I didn't have a best, yes, you did. Yes, you did. You woke up. And I think that forcing them and forcing myself, forcing my husband to speak that out loud matters. And it's not something that sometimes you don't see the reward of it right in the moment, but I have to believe that at the end of the day, it's going to matter. Doing that every day is going to matter. Absolutely. And it's a practice, right? Like our brains are programmed to the negative. That's just how it is. So we hang on to the negative more. We overthink the negative more. We just are in the negative more. And I love that you're doing it as a daily practice with you, with your husband, and with your kids. So they're all learning how, okay, we're going to talk about the negative. We're going to let release that. We're going to let that go. And then we're going to focus on the positive because that feels better. It's a conscious choice, right? And then we're always going to remember that tomorrow it's going to be better, that tomorrow is a new day. I, I think yeah. that that's such an important message for so many people to hear. And I love yeah. it. We're going to finish with some like rapid fire questions. Okay. And... The first thing is I would like to ask you is what's your best tip for a mom who wants to go for a dream? Like if she wants to write a book, if she wants to go back to school, if she wants to start a business, like what's your best tip for that? Just take the first step. Take the first step. And sometimes sometimes it won't make sense to you. It won't make sense for you to keep going. But you're not going to know if you don't take the first step. I love that. Okay, the next question. What does it mean to you to be a good mom? Um, staying accessible to my girls. Staying, uh, letting them know, doing what I need to do to let them know that I'm always here. No matter how mad I am at them or how mad they get at me, that they can always, always come. That they will always be safe with me. I love that. That's so good. Um, the next one, if you could go back and tell your younger self one thing, what would it be? So if you imagine yourself as a little girl, like nine years old, like what would you go back and tell that sweet girl? Um, I would tell myself that I'm enough. Oh. That I was always enough. Oh, so good. So good. I know, I'm going to cry. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, okay, what, what does meaning 
and midlife mean to you? Finding that comfortable space between being being a mom, but also becoming yourself. I love that. Okay, last two, and these are a little more um, lighthearted. So what's your favorite book? Um, well, I'm not a big like novel reader. I never mm-hmm. have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been reading personal development books since I was 15. Same, <laughs> so, same. Me too. Love those. Um, uh, the most recent, probably the Glennon Doyle book oh. is my favorite. So good. So good. So good. I love her too. Yes. If people haven't read that book, they should read it. Untamed. Is that the one you're talking yeah. about? Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's so, so good. Um, okay. And finally, what's your favorite, like feel good pump up song? Um, pink from the Barbie movie. Oh, so good. And Barbie was so good too. So, so good. good. Me and my youngest cannot help. But I mean, we both love that song every time it comes up. So good. Okay. This was so good. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. I appreciate your honesty. You were so generous with your words and your thoughts and everything. And I feel like People are going to feel so full after this conversation. So I really, really appreciate you coming and just sharing and being vulnerable and being honest. I feel like the world all needs more of that. So tell us where we can connect with you. So um, so thank you for, I mean, even inviting me on here because what you're doing is amazing and I love it and I love listening to your podcast and it's so, every, I, I will tell you that, with every single episode I listen to, this it's me nodding my head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so yeah. glad. Every single, and I, I know when we met, we ended up talking for three hours yes. because we connected on so many things. And that's how I feel listening to your podcast. So many of the things. I'm like, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And it's so nice to have that. It's so Aww. nice to kind of be validated in what you're going through or how you see things or, you know, so thank you. Thank you for inviting me to do this because this was quite an honor. Um, (laughs) um, But so you can find me. So my studio is in Lamont. It's right in downtown Lamont. I'm right on the corner of Main Street and Stevens Street. And getting you, I have a website, thatgirlandco.com, that has the calendar of events, all of our events, all of our classes, anything coming up is right on there. So you can register right on there. Instagram, um, and Facebook, that girl and co. And, um, okay. Awesome. This was great. You are so inspiring. I think that so many people are going to get so much out of this conversation and I just really appreciate you. And I thank you for coming here and setting aside the time. Here are the takeaways from this great episode. Number one, it's never too late and you are never too old. Maciel started her dream business in midlife. Number two, creativity is one of the best ways to increase happiness and overcome perfectionism, which sometimes starts to get worse with age. Number three, courage is a skill and something we all can cultivate no matter what our background is. It's something we can build just like a muscle with practice. Number four, stillness is key to finding your next steps in life. If you are trying to find your next steps, get still. Number five, when we lean into our purpose, we infuse our lives with excitement and with joy. Number six, when looking for your purpose, be still. Think about what do I love? What's my skill set? What feels good? And start. So many times, clarity comes from action. So start taking those small steps. 
a great exercise that Maciel shared with us on how to overcome insecurities and imposter syndrome is a practice where you look back at your past wins to build yourself up. We all can do this to get perspective. You can do this in any area of your life, in parenting, in work, wherever you are struggling, you can get out a sheet of paper and write down your past wins to build yourself up. Number nine, a tip to overcome mom guilt that Maciel gave us was remind yourself that it is okay not to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. And that you can be more than a mom and also remind yourself that you're doing the best you can. When you make a mistake, and we all make mistakes, the important part is to apologize and move on. Number 10, midlife is walking that line of being a mom, but also an amazing opportunity to start finding something for yourself too. Next, having something for yourself that feels good outside of parenting increases your self-worth and your enoughness. I love that Maciel shared how to nourish the mother-daughter relationship as we all grow and get older. When we pivot and grow with our kids, it deepens our relationships. She reminded us that we all have terrible days, but that tomorrow is a new day and we'll feel better. I loved the practice that she shared about incorporating a daily gratitude practice into our lives with our kids, where we talk about what we are grateful for because there is always something to be grateful for, and we share what was hard about our day. Finally, I want to leave you with her wise words that she would give to her little girl self, and it's that you are enough. You are all enough, my friends. Thank you for being here. And if you found this episode helpful, could you do me a favor and could you share it with someone? I would really appreciate it. Also, don't forget to follow the podcast so you don't miss out. We have some really, really great guests coming. Um, Thank you for being here, and I will be back next week.